and welcome. You are listening to the Happiness Hacks podcast, and I'm your host, Nancy Jane Smith. I'm a licensed professional counselor, and in this podcast, I share my stories, lessons, and hacks I've learned and I continue to learn on my quest to live happier. The show notes and a complete transcript can be found at live-happier.com backslash podcast. And this is episode 61 called More Myths of the Monger. I am back. I apologize. I kind of just fell off the face of the earth, I realized, and didn't really let y'all know that I was taking July off from podcasting. And so I took July off. (laughs) And here I am back um, on a Monday recording a new podcast. So what I've been doing in my time off is I've actually been writing a book. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Like there is a big difference between writing a blog and writing a book. So it has been a major undertaking, but I'm making big headway and I'm really excited about the topic, which is more about mongers and biggest fan and kind of how we can um, stop hustling so much and still be happier. Because I think a lot of us are struggling with that concept that we have to be hustling, hustling, hustling in order to be happier. And I have found in my life and in working with my clients that that is not the case. So um, one of the chapters of my book, I talk about the myths of the monger and how the monger kind of keeps us stuck intentionally. And in the last episode, back in June, I talked about the main myth of the monger, which is that you need the monger. So um, I'm kind of going to continue that. That's why this episode is called More Myths of the Monger. And so I'm going to kind of continue that and kind of talk about what you can do to kind of be aware of those myths and work against them. So this week, I'm going to talk about um, two main mongers. And then next week, I'll I'll pick up and talk about a couple more. But the, the biggest one that the monger keeps us stuck in is the actual idea of the myth of the finish line. And the idea that at some point, we will be done. At some point, we will be happier. At some point, we will have checked everything off the list and we will have arrived at this amazing place. And we can stop. I don't know what we can stop doing. We can stop working. We can stop hustling. We can stop pushing so hard. Once we get to that magical place, then everything will be okay. And that is a dangerous myth because there is no place. There is no end. The end is when we die. That's the bluntness. There is no magical place where we can sustain happiness and it sticks around forever and we never experience pain again. That place does not exist. And so the myth is that as long as we, that we can find that if we're more worthy, if we're better people, if we are perfectionists, if we do it right, then we'll get to that magical place. So the key is to keep reminding yourself when you hear that and you find yourself hustling, hustling, hustling for that magical place to lovingly remind yourself, this is it. There is no place. So right now, today, that's what we have. And so today I can be hustling, hustling, hustling. You know, I got up early to do this podcast because I promised myself I would start back up and, um, here I am between clients, I have to run to the grocery store, we have family coming to town, like there's a lot of stuff on the list today. And it's also a beautiful day. I'm sitting here with my cat. It's, you know, there's a there's a pluses and minuses to everything. The day is the day. And so the idea that if I do today perfectly, then I can end the day feeling better is a myth. 
because I missed the whole day trying to do it perfectly. So really be aware of how often your monger convinces you in little ways in like how you do the day to big ways in how you do your life. And so that myth shows up a lot, the myth of the finish line. Once I arrive, wherever that may be, then I'm going to be happier. And you're not. You have to make a choice every day to show up and embrace the mess that is our lives. And and in that mess, there are positives and negatives and and in-betweens, and we need to learn how to just live there instead of constantly be striving for what's next. So that's the first myth I want to talk about, the myth of the finish line. And the second myth is a really strong one for those of us that struggle with anxiety, and I am one of them, and that is the myth of worry and vigilance. And so the mongers keep us stuck in these myths kind of to keep us trapped and safe. So the theory is that the monger wants to keep us safe. And so in order to keep us safe, we really can't do much of anything because anything outside of the normal zone is unsafe and therefore scary and something bad might happen to us. So in the idea, you know, the, the monger is kind of like an abusive parent that wants us to be trapped in the house all the time. So, you know, kind of keeps us kidnapped and captured. So the myth of worry and vigilance is kind of the idea that if we spend all of our time in this worrying place and if we think, oh, oh, if, as long as I'm vigilant and I plan, I can you know, make sure that everything is okay, we don't really do a lot. So the monger keeps us stuck in this, you know, idea of my former therapist used to call it, and I hate this name, but she used to call it mental masturbation, because it really is the idea that we get stuck in, um, mental masturbation. So we're just kind of going off on this worry and this vigilance and trying to make sure all of our ducks in a row and what if this happens and what if that happens. And we by doing that, we miss our lives. And so we don't really show up in our lives. And the monger is happy about that because if we don't show up in our lives, nothing bad can happen to us. So the monger keeps us stuck in the idea of worry and vigilance. And Worry and vigilance really isn't helping anything. So you hear, you know, news that like for me, example, family's coming into town. So there's a lot of things that could go wrong with family coming into town. A lot of things could go right with that too, but there are a lot of things that can go wrong. And so I can get really caught up in trying to plan out everything and and pace everything and make sure everything's okay and worry about all the different relationships and all the different dynamics and try to like take control of the whole thing. But in reality, I have no control. These are all adults. We're all trying to figure it out. There is no way of making sure everyone is perfect and happy and having a great time. I can only take care of myself and the things that I can control. And those things are, you know, like making sure everyone has food and making sure everyone has a clean place to stay and making sure that that I show up and I'm present and I'm, you know, not overly tired. And if I am tired, I take a break that I take care of myself. My brother and I used to spend hours on the phone talking about my dad when he was sick and what we would do and what would happen and what if this and what if that and and going through various scenarios and trying to figure out the best way because we had so much anxiety and we were so worried about him and you know and then he died and 
like all of that time was wasted trying to figure out what's best, what's going to work, because we didn't know. And living in that I don't know what's going to happen place is really hard. And so we need to take control of that rather than just allowing ourselves to spin off on this mental masturbation piece. So I really encourage you when you find yourself, you know, find yourself stuck in this worry and vigilance to ask yourself, what can I control here? What can I really control here? You know, I could not control what was happening to my dad, the illness that was happening to him. And I knew the rules of the game. I knew he wanted to stay at home. I knew he didn't want to leave the house. Like there were certain things in place that I couldn't change. And so no matter how many times I talked about it with my brother about moving him into an assisted living or whatever, it was never going to happen because he didn't want that to happen. So, you know, that's the the power of, you know, you, you have a friend who's going in for surgery and you're really worried about them. That's okay. But you can't go into the operating room and make sure everything's okay. And the worrying isn't helping your friend. Showing up, being present, you know, being there for them in the best ways possible, being there for yourself, that's how you take care of yourself. But remembering, for me, what really changed all this was remembering that the monger is just wanting me to stay stuck in worry and vigilance. So it kind of became, I'm not going to, you know, my my stubborn streak kicked in and I was like, I'm not going to give this to you, Mr. Monger. I'm not going to give you my worry and vigilance. I'm not going to give you my time because I have better things to do. And so I'm going to be aware of when I get stuck and spinning out on worry and vigilance and I'm going to start really showing up for my life. It's a choice. It's a tough choice. And it's a challenging choice to catch yourself in. So again, go really easy on yourself, because it takes a long time to unhook. I still get stuck in worry and vigilance. It is a you know, genetic thing. And I learned it from my parents as well. So paying attention to when it's happening is the first step in really letting go of that. Okay, so those are my two myths that I want you to start paying attention to this week. One is The myth of the finish line, which does not exist, and you have to show up every day. And the other is the myth of worry and vigilance, which again is about showing up for your life and what can I control, what can I take care of here. So as you start paying attention to these myths, you can start unraveling that monger and welcoming in the biggest fan. Like I said, I'm working on a book. I'm hoping it's going to come out later this year, early 2018. We'll see how that goes. (laughs) Cross our fingers. And, um, And all this information will be in there as well. So I'm really excited about talking more about this and having this be more of a theme as it has been, but kind of taking it to a deeper level. Because I think this idea of hustling for our happiness is really keeping a lot of us stuck in depression and anxiety because it doesn't exist. There is no finish line. Okay, now it's time for the weekly ritual challenge. I love the weekly ritual challenge. And since I've started implementing it, you know, I started it back in February, kind of sharing it on my Instagram account and Facebook. And it really has changed my life in so many ways, just really showing up and being present and doing a 10 second thing that puts you in your body. And that's all this is. So I know this is life-changing and I hope that you will embrace the challenge. So this week's challenge is simply to massage your hand. So you can do this one when you're stuck in a meeting, waiting for a pot to boil, standing in line, or just watching TV. You know, just take 20 seconds and massage your hand. Massage your hands by gently squeezing one hand with the other between the palm and fingers and then using your thumb, stroke your palm gently from your fingers to your wrist. And you can you know, go up and down your fingers. You can do whatever 
it is someone commented that they <laughs> were gonna they it would easily turn into wringing your hands so I want you to be aware of that back to the theme of worry that I don't want you to be wringing your hands I want you to be lovingly massaging your hands because the hand massage is one of my favorite parts of a massage so that's what inspired me to use it this week um, to turn it into the weekly ritual challenge so I will be back next week on Monday for another happiness hacks podcast and i hope to see you there if you have questions or thoughts or anything please email me at nancyjane at live-happier.com or you can follow me on instagram at nancyjane underscore live happier and until next time here's to living happier